Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language, and sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You're listening to FP Interviews, in-depth conversations with interesting people. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. So I actually had a nice intro for today's uh, guest, but he's already started to piss off us all. He's, he's gone after Craig already before even starting here. Um, it's Sissic Zero. You might have known him from a couple of shows over the years on Sportsnet, on uh, on The Score, most recently on Breakfast Television. Uh, I said, why are you targeting Craig so early in the morning? Wasn't targeting. Great to see you. I wasn't targeting Craig. I'm just thinking, like, Bowen fouls Mendy clearly over the weekend. Everyone loses their fucking mind. Like, last time, can you go studs up on a goalie? Did they change that in the FIFA regulations? Like, I, did I miss the Congress? Did I miss the Congress where you can go studs up on a goalie? So I'm asking Craig, as our resident keeper du jour, Craig at Ipswich, did you ever get studs up and, and a ref didn't call it? Did, Every did game. Continue? Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, I've studs up. But it has to be studs up, Sid, that Bowen was. I saw studs up. I Bowen saw Bowen. You know that up. cheap bastard Bowen. He went studs <laughs> up. Typical him. I just don't understand. Everyone's all over. Great to see you guys. VAR <laughs> is not perfect. But everyone's got to calm the fuck down. This is insane. This is insane what happens in the the, 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 the the new cycle that's been created off this premiership weekend is crazy to me. It's absolutely crazy. And I hated VAR for a long time. The, the, the sliver of offside, we can talk about that. I can get rid of that tomorrow. I could care less. I don't care if a guy's uh, unshaved hair on his face is a little offside. We can get rid of that, no problem. When you run into other people and foul them, you have to call that. That's a foul. It's ridiculous. It's not an what's, apple, what's apple Bowen discussion. supposed to do though? I, I got one. I got one for you. Not go through the reigning African African uh, player of the year in net in Mendy. Like you can't. Mendy can't get up from that. He gets hammered. Like what's I the think, play? I but, think you're. I think you're talking shit right now. 
I'm telling you. I'm Absolute telling you. I looked, total shit. I didn't, right I didn't see any replay that led me to believe there was no studs should, up on that. That play. should not have been uh, a call. Okay, Sid, so, so riddle me this. The actual referee's uh, body have come out and stated that they were wrong in a couple of VAR calls, including the uh, Bowen foul and the one at Newcastle as well. So the referees are agreeing that it wasn't a foul. So we don't Sorry, want you on VAR, do we? Sorry, referees know what they're doing now? <laughs> no, we, we, we just don't want you on VAR. A referee didn't call, a VAR guy called that. Yeah. Referee on the field let that go. And that VAR guy sounds like you. We're talking VAR, though. We're talking the guys on the. I don't know what refs get paid for nowadays. I got to be honest with you. I don't know why they're on the field. Let's just go robot umpires in baseball and let the VAR guys sort it out in the truck and get real people back there. I just don't understand it. it was, I, that was a weird. It was a weird controversy for absolutely no reason. In fairness, you sound like Graham Sooners. Graham Sooners is all about that on the weekend, saying, "Oh, there were six studs and then six studs, and and poor poor Mendy. He, he's the the shoulder that they clattered with. He was waving to the sidelines with, hey, I need help with that shoulder.' So sure, if that's Al, if that's Allison, if that's Allison and that, and that's. Uh, uh, Luis Diaz, Luis, Luis Diaz, try, trying to protect him, and someone runs right through him. What, what, what's your call? Now? No, see, Allison would have read the play. Is that straight with you? He would, he, he would, he would have read the play far better, and would have got there. A lot he earlier. would have read the play. Far <laughs> yes, yeah, right, the modern ball. day Gordon Banks, Allison. Yes. <laughs> modern day Gordon Banks. Yes. Anyway, hey, well, 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 welcome to the podcast, Sid. Sorry, I'm coming. First time. Great to see you, buddy. Good to see you. Is this yeah. Premier League season not already fucking fire? This is it's incredible. It's great. This is great. This so is phenomenal, man. I mean, you got you got arts. I'm watching over the weekend. English soccer is insane because I've heard Roy Keane talk shit about his own club for 18 straight months. 18 straight months. They have some good results. Roy, what do you think of the club right now? I think it's a good feeling inside the club. <laughs> what? <laughs> Gary Neville has torn it to pieces. Gary, what do you think? I think we'll finish top four. I really do. I think we have a good – it's madness, man. It's madness. I love it. I love every second of it. Ronaldo's on the bench, and there's not a thing he can do about it. I, it's unbelievable. Like, I, I couldn't tell you what the best part of the season is so far. This has been crazy. It's been it's a, crazy. It's amazing how everybody's changes their mind after a couple of good results. Eh? Three wins and it's, all of a sudden, it's, oh, quite it's Champions League football next year. And then four weeks ago, everybody's saying they're getting relegated. Yeah, it's wild. It's the, wild. The, fan, the fans are asking to get um, Malcolm Glazer a statue outside the stadium now. They love him. Put <laughs> <laughs> well, that man doing. in Boston in bronze, for sure, yeah. It's amazing how narrative changes. I, I think some, some of these uh, ex-players, like Neville, for example, they hate the Glazers so much, they're kind of disappointed now that the team's turning it around. They're kind of enjoying the way it was going to force those owners out eventually. Because if they keep winning, the Glazers, they ain't going anywhere. They're staying put. Well, Gary Neville needs like an enemy. Like Boris Johnson's now gone, so he can't go after Boris Johnson. Um, the Euro League stopped for now. So he can't, he has his crusade, and well-articulated one at that, but his crusade ended there. And now, uh, you know, <laughs> Anthony is going to win player of the year. And now Seems I don't know what he's going to, I don't know what he's going to say. Like, I just, I do, but there's a part of me, Sharms, I think you're right, because there is no, you know, the, the Leafs are kind of fun to bang on for a while, but 
but there is no real club or team on earth where if they're really struggling, it's kind of shocking at that level, like Manchester United, with all due respect to a lot of other leagues and teams. It just, it, it, it hits the home clubs the hardest and it gives so much fodder to everyone else. And now that they've, what, four on the trot? Is yeah. that where they're at right now? Yeah. I don't know what you say. It was madness. Roy, Roy Keane and Gary Neville have set a blowtorch to their own club. And they're standing there pitch side, shaking hands with everyone that's walking by, <laughs> going, we're going, where's the Champions League final this year? Oh, no. They Back in that band the Europa League final this year? Sorry, bad reference. They're, they're, <laughs> it's just, it, the mood, Jimmy's right, it's unbelievable. And it's like, listen, it's not exclusive to England. You go to Italy, you go to Spain. It is what it is. But the left turns that people make in that country with certain clubs is nuts. And meanwhile, Brighton Hove are going to like finish top four and no one's going to talk about them. Like they're, it's it's a great start to the year. Just so good. Fantastic. Is there a more universally loved while also universally hated sports club in the world than than Manchester United? I mean, in Uh, North America, what would be the Cowboys, I suppose, maybe the Yankees. Yeah. Yankees. Dallas Cowboys are the worst. But the Yankees are like, baseball's tough. You know, like if you're if if you're an elite, they still have what twenty seven titles of the Yanks. Like the Cowboys are the team, and the Knicks can fuck off. The Knicks are just the worst. <laughs> the Knicks and the Cowboys are the equivalent of, I think, Manchester. Unless I'm unless someone wants to jump in with something else, I think those are the two most elite, demanding, um, arrogant, selfish, arrogant, self serving, non winning organizations in North America. So I, I think that's I think, and if you want to throw the Leafs in there, I'm not going to do that. I was just about to say the Leafs, and I'm like, <laughs> all these Leafs fans are like, if you're not a Leafs fan in Canada, that's exactly how you think of the Leafs. Yes. Yep. And Basically. I'm a Habs fan. I'm just like, eh. But that's within uh, Canada. Outside of Canada, no one knows who the hell the Leafs are. True. I haven't got a clue. Maybe some some American markets, maybe. Like you try and like the, the one thing in Canada that the, the lot of us will never have to stop doing is explaining just how big man you is. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much FIFA you play online, you don't get it. You don't get it because it's not your fault because you don't live there and you don't experience it. You don't see them on tour when they go to Asia and they go to, to states. Like you don't, you don't. It's not your perspective and it's not your fault, but it is a level of ignorance that will never be hurdled in Canada and America. And, and that's the one conversation I'm still – I'm fine to have with anybody because you have to have it. You don't know how big Man U is. People in 98% of the world don't fucking know what the Leafs are. Mm-hmm. And Eric Ten Hag is now one of the most well-known human beings on earth wearing suits that are too big for him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's a level that's, – that's, well, you could, be, you could be you uh, could be Scott Parker and wear these really nice, you know, cardigans and get fired. So, and they fit, it fit well. But they look damn good though, the cardigans. Yeah, he looked the part. He looked great. The best, the best formation on the field was on the touchline. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 was, four four blocks. <laughs> it might yeah. not have afforded some buys at the deadline, but that that striped cardigan was. Yeah. Good. Hey, listen, they're they're playing pretty well since right. the firing. Hey, yeah. hey, Sid. So listen, mate. Um. You, you love sports. I, I know that. You've got great knowledge. You're no longer in sports, per se. Do you miss sports? Do you miss covering sports on a daily basis? I do and I don't. Like, there are certain there are certain days. There's, like, 
I used to tell people there's there's there were four things that really anyone in Canada cares to hear about sports wise. And forgive me if you're in another hockey department, market, but I'm in Southern Ontario. Leafs, Raptors, Jays, and whatever the fourth thing is. Could be Olympics, could be NBA Finals, could be LeBron. It doesn't doesn't matter what it is. Whatever that other story is, that's it. That's what we're doing most days. And the best days, probably like 10 days a year, 10 where I'm like, I really want to get into work right now. One of them always is the Leafs out in the first round. That's the first thing. Because you set your <laughs> clock to it. But other days, like the last time, like when Charlie Montoyo got fired, I was like, that's one of those days. That's one of those days I kind of wanted to be in. Because you're going to press conferences, you're live, you're talking to Shai Davies at the park, Ben Nicholson-Smith, Jeff Blair's coming in studio, it's let's go. But when the news is breaking and it's really, really good, those are those are the good days. Those are the real good days. Mm-hmm. And there's not there's not enough of them. And quite frankly, uh, I was one of the few guys in the country that would tell you what I was thinking. And after a while, you ask yourself, kind of, if I'm one of the only guys out there doing it, why am I doing it? Because sports fans at times are just fucking the worst. <laughs> they will come at you for anything. <laughs> A hockey fan whose team hasn't won since, like, Diefenbaker will come at you. I probably got my prime minister's times wrong, forgive me. (laughs) But they'll come at you like the Leafs have won nine straight cups. And there's nothing you can do about that. So I like – the one thing I really like now is we still do sports on BT. uh, But I'm in and out. I know full well – if the Leafs make a run, Raptors make a run, Jays make a run, we're going to be immersed because then it becomes a news story and it's just as much fun as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the day, the day-to-days of it, especially working sports talk, I will, I, and because I've been on many sides of it now, and I can say this with great accuracy. What I used to do on TV and radio with Tim, no one in the fucking country could do. It was tough. I had to go on air and know about more than the one thing. Hmm. And now, and, and now that I'm looking back on it, I was pretty good at that. And, um, you know, do I want to go back and do that when so few people in my industry actually tell you what they're really thinking? I don't know. It was something by the end of it. I was like, uh, I can, I could step back from this a little bit. And the beauty of Twitter is I can step in anytime I want. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. Hey, uh, see, I, don't like, re- I don't regret at all uh, moving past it. There's certain days I miss it, but not many. Not there's many. one day, Sid, I mean, uh, there's a Champions League game going on. I come over and during the first half and having a coffee, as I usually do, come and have a chat with you and Tim, right? And uh, Doris Burke, the outstanding, famous female commentator, uh, was in your uh, studio. And she, I didn't recognize her as Doris Burke for some reason. I recognized her as an old friend. So I go in there. You remember this. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, how you doing? How's the family? It's great to see you. Oh, my God. I'm hugging her. She's like, yeah, how's your family? It's awesome. And then I'll, after about a minute, I'm like, 
this isn't the person I thought it was. <laughs> so I'm like, well, have a great day. And I go back into the studio. We're watching. I, we do halftime. Come out of the halftime. Sid comes in. I remember you coming in. You're just chatting, watching a bit of football. And he said, hey, by the way, how the fuck do you know Doris Burke? And I go, I don't. You're like, well, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I go, I don't know. I thought I, she recognized, I thought she was somebody else. And you're like, oh, this is brilliant. Can I tell the control room? Because everybody in the control room is like, how does Craig Force know Doris Burke basketball? It was the talk of the station. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys, it looked like you guys served a nom together. Like, that's what <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I went back with this, and I, I think the last thing I said to you was, Please let me be the one to tell everyone you don't know Doris Burke. <laughs> and, and you're like, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I went back like it was Christmas morning with the story. <laughs> I went back into the studio. I went, guys, he has no fucking idea who she was. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> he has no clue. Not even off with her once somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly, yeah. We served a non together. It was like, oh. Pats. It was the Pat hug. <laughs> <laughs> Forced had no idea who Doris Burke and she and she went she just went with it because she's amazing because she's Doris like who the amazing. fuck is this guy but yeah. I might know him how's your family yeah. but she is must have had the same thing right like you're she's looking at you she's like oh he's six four like definitely from the basketball community okay this could be son she's it trying was to another it was another one who played at Ipswich that was a friend of hers kind of yeah yeah <laughs> the she, other friend she, of hers she must have walked out and went who the fuck is that guy. Yeah, he must oh, have been like, but in a million years, NBA, she wouldn't, she wouldn't say it in the overall. She no, she's, thinking, she's, she's, she's thinking, man, Bill Lambert looks so different now. Jesus, lost some weight. <laughs> I haven't seen Zon Tabak in years. <laughs> <laughs> He's just as tall as I remember him. <laughs> Speaking of the oh. nom years, by the way, uh, Lester B. Pearson was prime minister when the Leafs last won the Stanley Cup. So. Thank you. All right, good. I'll, I'm going to keep a back pocket that for next time. I'm going to use go, that man. reference again. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Wow. But uh, But good seeing you guys, man. Uh, and um, and Wonger, good to meet you. Nice to meet you, Sid. Am I on Wonger terms with you? I don't feel like I'm on Wonger terms. Uh, it happens really quickly. It happens in a, in a, in a, it in just a kind of happened. Second. I, yeah. feel, I don't know what happened here. It was a magic. Yeah, he's got this God. weird web, Adam, that within within a few minutes, your best mates with, with Wonger. Um, it's just an odd I, thing. I, I got to say, just because I'm seeing Dunlop with the jersey, um, I believe Eric Ten Hag has done Portuguese soccer a massive service here. Ooh. Because the the awkward discussion in Portuguese soccer circles for the last 18 months, maybe longer, has been how do you respectfully tell Ronaldo he can't play as much? And Fernando Santos, who won 2016 with Ronaldo on the bench in the final, uh, never has seemed to be like the guy because Ronaldo helped him get there. So, like, for, for Fernando Sanchez, it's going to be a difficult, difficult conversation. But I think inadvertently here, the more I think about what's happening at United, um, this was what had to happen at a senior national team level, and it just kind of happened. And it happened two fucking months before the World Cup. So I don't know where this is going to... The United story is good for so many reasons. Him sitting on that bench is I think Portuguese soccer has been given a huge get-out-of-jail card here. I'm not saying they won't take him. They're going to take him. But the idea of him playing constantly with a guy in Fernandez who he cannot play with, we've established it. 
on multiple levels. He can't play with him. I think now you have a huge opening, if you're the Portuguese FA, to do the most uncomfortable thing that you were ever going to have to do with number seven running around, which was transition. And now he's getting used to being on the bench a little bit and not being the guy and seeing other guys run down a defender when you haven't done that in a while. And all of these things, some of us have been screaming for. God bless Ronaldo. But he's not that guy anymore. How do you transition? The fear of Ronaldo that he would do in the Portuguese room what he nearly did in Eric Ten Hag's room. And the season's not done. But now that door is open to have that conversation. How does Ronaldo start every World Cup game if he can't fucking play? Mm-hmm. Do you I don't think know. he goes? Do you, th- do you think he will, yeah, if, he if, if he's told he by Santos, yeah. look, if the conversation is, listen, you're coming, I'm going to pick you, but you're not starting for me. You're going to come off the bench. He, do you think I Ronaldo think still goes? goes? Yes, yeah. I think he goes. Mm-hmm. I think um, mainly because I'm looking around at other strikers. And I mean, listen, João Felix is not the guy yet at Atletico Madrid. I don't. I just don't see those options yet. Rafael Leao at AC Milan is a different position. He doesn't have to worry about it. And Bernardo Silva is going to be on that other wing. It's up the middle. They're not that deep. So maybe he still is in that mix. That's, the, that's his only saving grace. If they were any deeper at striker, look mm-hmm. out. Yeah. If they were France, look out. Because he's probably not going. Um, but I think, I think this Eric Ten Hag thing is fascinating. Well, B, it is fascinating. B had a take like this about six months ago. Sorry, Sharms. Or maybe no, no, I could have given it now. I'm, I'm waving at someone else. Oh. He's <laughs> getting used to the new computer. He's yeah. getting used to the new computer. <laughs> yeah. No, no I Brendan, think... I, I, Brendan but you're bang on, though. Yeah. And forgive me for taking a take six months old. But I, <laughs> I, I think this, is, this, has, this was a sit-down-and-shut-the-fuck-up moment for Ronaldo, and he, and he is. What I was like, gonna... I, I, Sorry, go ahead. What I said to Craig the other day was, though, does he not walk into Portugal entitled that this is my team? Like, I actually took it the other way, as in he might oh, be, you think he'd be worse. emboldened you think he'd be worse. and worse to walk in. And if this conversation happens before with the Federation, and I mean, this is his last World Cup. I can't see him in a situation as horrible but as I don't, things are for clubs. But I don't care if it's his last World Cup. Well, I know you I don't want to win the World Cup. For, but I, I would love to, to win the World Cup as well. I want to win the World Cup. You think a guy with one Premier League goal going into the World Cup and, and coming off as a sub is going to get that team into a semifinal? When when every other team's coming in having two fresh months, you think Mbappe is going to be cold in that World Cup? He's coming in like a rocket. You think some of these other guys? Messi, as much as I think he's a fraud. <laughs> still oh, is. Might, oh. I, but I, still oh. on the fraud train. Oh. Hot take. I don't know about that. Uh, Jimmy was coaching. Jimmy didn't hear that episode. We'll play it back later. We'll play it back. It got a couple of retweets. Um, I, but like this is this Argentina team. I could see him in the final with Spain. Me too. Like this is the, they got they got momentum here, and they're not a one man show for a change. Lautaro Martinez is one of the best players in the world. No one talks about. And they got Paredes in the midfield. They got a team. They have an actual team. And Lissandro Martinez is just going to get better. So like. That's different. To me, that's different. There's real teams going in in that tournament in the middle of a season that are on point, not mm. tired, not fatigued. They're fucking getting charged up. And most of them will have a full six weeks of Champions League group stage under their belt. While Ronaldo is riding the bench against uh, 
a team from the Czech Republic. <laughs> like, I, I don't see how he walks into that team and demands a thing. No, I'm but, sorry. Okay, here, this is my, my opinion on this. You're talking about one of the best players ever to play the game, arguably. He is probably the fittest man you'll ever meet in your life. Looks after himself. That's why he's still around today. Okay, so his fitness levels are spot on, bang on. Last season, what did he score? 18 goals? 18 goals for you? Something like that, yeah. This is, a guy, this is a guy that can come off a bench and change a game in a World Cup for you like that. You need him. He has to go to the World Cup, and he will play, and he will get minutes. But you can't just say, nah, you know, forget about him. Is his ego been wounded? 100% it has, because he probably thought it, during that transfer window, somebody's going to take him. Nobody took him. So he'll have a point to prove as well when he gets to that World Cup that he can still produce and bang in goals. But I definitely think he's got to go, and you're definitely going to use him. Oh, I, listen, he's got to go. I'm with you. I'm 100% agreeing in that. He, you, you take him. Yeah. But what's he like in the camp? Mm-hmm. What's his role in the camp? Look, we remember Sharps and Brendan and everyone, that, that French team in 2010 in South Africa. Mm-hmm. You get a bad camp for whatever reason, I don't give a fuck what it is, you're done. Mm-hmm. You're done. They don't need that here. No team needs it. But if you actually want to win the World Cup, you can't have that. He's, he's one guy that does transcend his team, right? And, and his teammates all revere him still. And they're intimidated by him as well. So you yeah, do they wonder. Do. They he, do. he can truly I, affect that room, can't he? More than, trying, more than any other player to, in the world. I'm trying to resign myself to the reality of his current moment that isn't changing between now and November 18th. Mm-hmm. And what the team needs, what Fernando Santos needs in that national team going forward. Because like I'm looking, like the team's going to be Rafael Leal on the left. It's going to be Bernardo Silva on the right. Bruno Fernandez in behind him. The way Paulinho's playing at Fulham, it might be Paulinho. Um, and you got you got Cancelo and Nuno Menge. Like this team is ready to win. This mm-hmm. team is ready to win, and the bench is pretty good. You cannot have one guy turning tables over, even if it's just metamorphically. At this moment, you can't. Argentina is going to be together. Brazil's going to be together. France, with a Pogba, I don't know. But they have talent enough to win. Spain, I think, are going to the final. If you put Pedri and Gabi in that midfield, I don't see who beats them consistently. It's just such um, a unique situation. And what you what you need is Ronaldo to buy in to be comfortable to be that guy that might play seven minutes, might play 17 minutes to be the lethal But he's never had to do that ever. a team that he captains, right. which is Portugal. Right. And in he a came room, back in, in in that room where he's always been the guy, you're going to ask him to be the fourth guy off the bench. Well, this is what I'm. This is what I'm saying. What makes it so complicated? This is why I could see a situation where it could come to blows where he chooses not to go. No chance. Oh, he. Oh, he. Sorry, he chooses not to go. If no this, if the, if it's outlined, the situation is you are not starting. I could absolutely see a situation where he chooses not to go. Well, that's his career's done. Yeah, but it's I agree. He'll never. He'll never let his country down. There's no chance. That guy single-handedly got you guys to World Cups. You single-handedly won you a Euro- European championship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's no way he's going to turn that down. That would be a hell of a move to turn now, that down. Now, if you, if you look at the Portuguese team over the last number of years, what major issues have you guys had in that dressing room? You haven't had any. So why of a sudden are you guys saying there's going to be issues with them now? There's going to be problems with this national team. There's no chance. 
There's no the, way. I just, now, I just, over, over the years, you look at the Dutch. Dutch implode. They end up arguing with each other all the time. On paper, one of the best. But they kill themselves. The French are hot and cold. They're either going to go for it or they're going to end up fighting with each other and they're going to kill themselves. But with the Portuguese, you guys aren't like that. No, oh, my, yeah. my, you need to my, meet more Portuguese people. They can definitely be like that. No, not your national. Your, <laughs> well, yeah, nothing's but, been publicized. No, but to Jerry's point, your, your national team. Your national right. team is yeah. not like that. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Nothing's been publicized. Like but you also have right. a room, right? Sid, the entire change room grew up idolizing him. All of these other teams we're talking about with however, the egos. However, here's the reality, too. Rafael Leal is the best player in Italy. Period, right now. There is no debate. It's pretty awesome. Bernard, Bernardo Silva. Mares better get used to that bench. Silva's not coming off the field. Yeah. And he's a champion already mm-hmm. in England. You have, again, Juan Felix has a very inflated view of himself. Mm-hmm. I'd like him to stay healthier. So there's a lot of talent there. Mm-hmm. The problem with that room, Jimmy, I think, is it's changing to the point where the younger guys aren't as young as they used to be. And they now have resumes, too. Mm-hmm. So my my I wonder out loud, like, you don't – does anyone here believe Bruno Fernandez doesn't think he can score seven goals in that tournament? Because mm. I think he does. Not and right now. Well, right now, he's wearing the fucking captain's armband for the biggest team in the world. Arguably, you don't think he wants to take that? T- you don't think that's his team in his mind? I would debate that. Mm. There's an issue with Ronaldo and Fernandez specifically. You can see it on the field. I don't know what they're like off the field. On the field, it's not pretty. Never has been. Ever. I just think the younger guys are looking at the situation going, wait a second. This is his, like, fifth tournament. How many World Cups we won? Let me, let, give, give me free reign. Give him free reign. Give that guy free reign. Let Cancelo overlap. Let's play three in the back. Let Cancelo take a whole side of the field. Let's see what he does. Good thought, right? Sure, I'm sure we all think he could take it. There's so many, there's so many guys on the team right now who believe they're as good or better. Mm-hmm. That's where the problems come in. Let me let me create let me create a scenario here for you. Um, you're down one 0 in a World Cup semi final. It is a one player in world football that you'd rather have coming off the bench with 15 minutes left than Ronaldo. Even now, I don't know if there is. Just with his resume, what he's done season after season. Okay, albeit as a starter, I get that. But guy that comes to the bench and scores that big goal when his nation needs it, I think he can really become that super sub. If he buys into it, he can be that super sub. And can play a really important role for Portugal still. That that's kind of my my gut feeling when needed, but he's got to buy into it. And that's the question. If he well, can, guys, he can still be the hero. What do you guys think of his play off the bench this season? Well, specifically to the thirty three minutes in this last game that they won, you no, would never know. But you would like, you would never you, know like, that you, they won. What do you make of what you've seen from him off the bench? That's my only He's no Gunner Solskar. No, no he's not that were. way. But, few but he's, were. he's a man for the moment, right? It's a cliche, but he is a man for the moment, right? He seems to, in those moments when, when a club or a team needs him to score that big goal, his history his history is littered with, with big goals, right? Mm-hmm. And you're right. So far this season, hasn't made a big it impact is. off the bench. I get it. He's been miserable. He wanted to move so far this season. And I can't believe I'm sitting here trying to convince you about Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it's all the non-Portuguese guys trying to put, get the exactly, Portuguese right? guys off the ledge. I'm just, I'm just, on. I just think he can do. I think he can do a job off the on. bench if he buys into it. That's the point. <laughs> I just think oh, I just self-loathing. Think in, but I just at the end of the day, I think we can all agree on this. When it when it comes to cup football and tournament football, 
Listen, Jim, I'll, I'll refer to the two men who've played cup football in this call before. Thank you. And not in a charity game, Sharp. No, not in a charity gotcha. game. Gotcha. <laughs> but, like, if you you guys – it's an in-the-moment thing, right? Like, with all due respect to reputations and with all due respect to what you've done and with all due respect to how old you are, your one responsibility – you're not looking at 38 games. You're looking at the three plus a few more. It's, got, it's a here-and-now thing for most managers. Not all, but most managers. Now, Fernando Sanchez, again, is in a weird spot because he's one with a specific crew of players, and they've changed. But I don't think you can look, especially this tournament where people are getting in legit, again, a full Champions League group stage will be under players' belts here. This could be one of the best World Cups we've ever seen from a quality standpoint, ever. You cannot have passengers. You cannot have guys who believe they are there because they think they should be there. These are when some of the toughest decisions have to be made. And the beauty for any gaffer is you have, you're not going in when they're end of the season coming off an FA Cup at Wembley tired or whether coming, you know, whether coming fresh out of camp or fresh out of off vacation into camp where you don't have much leeway. You have the best possible leeway. Everyone has the same motivation. Everyone knows where they want to be. Everyone's trying to make the impression. Ronaldo's on the bench. That guy's going to captain you in the World Cup? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's not cup football, man. That's living, that's, that's playing championship manager online and living on a rep. This team's good enough, Portugal's good enough to win the fucking tournament. Your captain has to play. Spain have teenagers in their midfield that are going to run circles around you if you can't put the ball in the net or retain some type of possession. I'm glad you're asking a question to Jimmy and Craig there, Sid. <laughs> sure, what a rant to me. That was a rant. I, don't, I don't think there was a question mark at the end of this. No, it, no, it wasn't. No, there was no, there was no question. <laughs> yeah, so what is exactly the question? <laughs> Jimmy and Craig, what do you think? <laughs> I think the interesting thing about him is that, you know, from a positive standpoint, he could really be an excellent positive player, even if he's not playing because of his experience. He could be he could earn the respect of that team if he shows the attitude that he should show. But I think that comes down to it. I don't care how young you are, eh, Jimmy, as a player. If you see a senior player that you had all the respect for all your career and growing up as a young lad and he ends up being a shit and turning this team into a crop show and then they tank that's that's nothing but on the other hand if he goes in and goes listen i'll play a part whatever that part is i'm going to be in the dressing room part of this team part of this unit they can do some pretty special things i agree that, with it's you, down to him i agree with you but i think guys we you've also got to keep in mind this is international football you're representing your country and when you get into that dress room and when you're with your national team players the egos go out the window because there's one goal there and that's to win and do whatever it takes. You look at Gareth Bale as well. At Real Madrid, wasn't playing much, sitting on the bench. Goes with a national team, fucking carries him on his shoulders. Right? And there's no there's no difference for me. If Ronaldo steps in that Portuguese dress room, puts that jersey on, he'll play whatever role it is to make sure that that national team is successful. It's not Yo, club football. This is Yo. national team football now. But the Gareth Bale comp is good. Like, that's an interesting comp in this. 
because I don't, I mean, I don't know if, uh, you know, I don't know if Wales and, 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 and golf go ahead of the national team for Ronaldo. What was the order of that for Bale again? Yeah. Golf, Wales. Yeah. Wales, Wales. Something like that. Golf, Wales, Real golf, Madrid. Wales and Real Madrid. Yeah. That yeah. was, I don't know what also, the order but, of things uh, are for. Go but on, Bale also, Bale also had a, uh, a real great influence to look up to when he was breaking through at Southampton, a, a veteran player that he just espoused to be one day, you know, in Jimmy Brennan. I'm not sure Ronaldo ever had that. Never had that Jimmy Brennan you know? in his formative years. Right, Jimmy? Yeah. Jimmy's not cracking at all, so I'm not going to crack you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great story. It's one of the great stories. It's one of the great stories when he gets, Jimmy gets let go. Why? Who's that guy? Bale's in, coming in through. In fact, he, Bale uh, had his ears He's done a, to look just like Jimmy's. He's a prick. Who's the guy, <laughs> who's the guy who uh, was just before Lou Gehrig? That's Jimmy. Wally Pip. There you go. Jimmy's the Wally Pip of Southampton. <laughs> what a, you guys. What a bunch of real tricks. Hey, hey Sid, how are you doing for time, by the way? Sid, Sid how, how can you? I'm good. I got to give you guys another 10 minutes. He gets up at 3.30. He's got, like, he's got all Dude, I'm up. Day. I'm up. This is the, you guys have no idea how amazing the schedule is. People look at my schedule and they're like, amazing. scared. Guess who's, off, guess who's off work right now and who isn't? Yeah, but are you going to bed at seven forty-five p.m. tonight? No, it's not, it's like nine thirty. Okay. I get you're up stuff. when you're up when three thirty. Oh, still three thirty. Was that an adjustment? It must have been a huge adjustment for you. You were late. I was. Ter- a, I, that was one thing out. I was terrified of. It. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't scared of working on the show because Dean and everyone they're amazing. Here. They're amazing. What I was concerned with was me and my uh, unchiseled body, and uh, how I how I. <laughs> I might, I just mentioned this on air. Like I was going to bed steady. <laughs> Delayed reaction, but I appreciate it, Sharon. Um, <laughs> I just got a vision would, of you running down the street in a, in a yellow suit. That's all I got a vision of. <laughs> Sometimes at four o'clock outside the building, or you can see that anyway. You're still yeah. doing it, aren't you? Uh, going going uh, to bed with a garbage bag on. Lucy, yeah. right? <laughs> Good for hydration. Good for hydration. Um, but I, I, like, I would go to bed at two thirty, three o'clock every night. Like I've done that my entire life. So I'm like, how am I going to do this? I ran into Scott Moore recently. Uh, and he said, you, I had good money on you failing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, Hey, for any specific reason or just generally, cause you knew me a little bit. And he goes, no, the time, the time, he goes, Sid, Sid working a morning show. I never, I never looked at it that way. I'm like, I didn't either. I'd been, I won't get into details, but I've been offered them before. But nothing, this is the only morning show I would have done ever. And I've been lucky enough to do it. But once I got that adjustment, listen, at the end of the day, your body will tell you exactly what it wants. doesn't matter. It's a quicker adjustment than you think. The crazy thing is when you try and socialize on a weekend. Yeah. That's a bit of an adjustment. The work itself isn't an adjustment. Try, like, trying to stay up for a UFC is an adjustment. <laughs> So uh, that's if that's my only complaint, I think I'm doing okay. Like they're they're a hell of a team here. I, I miss Timmy and the guys. I did that for a long time. I still watch every day. I invested a lot with him in that show every day. No, you don't. Oh, I no, I do. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. you miss Dobby. You miss Dobby. You to me, you no, miss Dobby, Thomas no, Dobby. Can, Dobby can go fuck himself. Everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, Dobbs. I'm kidding. Love you. Um, go Blades. Um, uh, yeah, but, yeah but, I mean, I, I, honestly, I, the big the time was the biggest adjustment. But I got there quick. I got, you can get there quicker than you think. Your well, body you're killing it. Revolt. You are killing it, man. It's a great show. Thanks, it really is. Yeah, it's so much fun. It. It, it really is a fun show. 
and it's a good thanks, way to wake brother. up. It, it is, and I, I love joining you. And every thank, day and again, thank you, Char, as Early for, as it is. Listen, I'll I'll take I'm make I'm doing an open invite here. I know I know six forty in the morning isn't everyone's uh, cup of tea, but uh, I'd love to have you guys on. I try to get as much footy in the show as I can. They're, and they're really supportive of. Uh, you always have though, right? I mean, from day one, yeah. you've always been, you've you've always pushed the soccer agenda on on TV in this country from day yeah. one on mainstream sport shows. Um, how difficult has that been over the years? Have there been times when you've had to really try and convince your bosses, listen, no. we need to cover this? Or actually, well, uh, my my initial program director at the fan, I needed convincing sometimes, um, but he was overly he was like overly supportive with everything else. So I will never hold it against him, but. Uh, you know, it, well, the one thing Tim and I figured, like you guys have known this for a long time, but like, especially around when the tournaments would hit, we found the more, we were told don't do as much. Like people don't need to know what's, don't, you don't have to break down Germany, Algeria. Like you really, you don't. But the more we started to do it, it was just, first off, if we, like when, you guys know this, if we can't entertain ourselves doing this, there's no fucking point. If we're not having fun doing this, everyone go home. Turn off the feed. Charmin, return the computer to Best Buy. Done. <laughs> but we, Tim and I would love – I would just love it. And Tim was always there with it. And and then it just kind of became what we did. And some of the most viral things we ever did was footy, which is fucking nuts. When women's, team, women's team rents were incredible. Women's – we right. talk women's team. We, we – I mean – I mean, the messy fraud, the messy fraud was huge. Yeah. The messy conversations. Tim let me watch the end of a Portugal shootout on air. That kind of ran for a bit. Like we had, we got a lot of content out of it. A ton. When Italy didn't qualify for the last World Cup, we're at two straight for Italy, right? I'm trying to, I'm trying to get yeah. it straight in my head. Yeah. For the last one, when that that moron Ventura was running the team, the game just ended, and I think it was on Tele Latino. Uh, by the way, thank, thanks for the thanks for the sked, Tell Latino. Really want to see Verona this weekend. Thanks for the sked. Really appreciate that. Um, uh, he just showed. <laughs> Charms and Sid come from the Grumpy Twins. <laughs> Who's your mother? Okay, now look at these two. My mother is. I want to see Milan Inter. That's <laughs> Show me that. Anyway, but like, so the game just ended. Italy, it was the one where De Rossi like refused to go on as a sub. Do you remember that last game? Mm -hmm. They were down a goal and De Rossi looks at him and was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and we came on and Tim just let me go. And like, we got so much at, like that stuff hit like few other things. I shouldn't say that. It hit in a unique way. Mm -hmm. It hit in a very unique way. But the more we kept doing it, it there'd always be that idiot online. It was like, ah, more soccer, more soccer talk. I want to talk about Roman Turek. And the flames. I'm like, okay, well, sorry, we'll get to that later. But the sock, I, I, I told Tim a while ago, I can't do this show down the middle serious. I will leave. I have to have fun. I think we need to have fun, and we need to do shit. We, we got to hit, hit the hits. We got to play the hits. We're no different than a music station. We got to play, got to play the Harry Styles. Well, we got to do some shit. We got to play some Stairway for us. <laughs> and soccer was always that for me but little did we know as it got going like everyone's all these kids are playing fucking fifa and now there's more soccer maybe not on cable tv but like it's available so i i i never got any pushback and tim was always great with it and we just had fun nice. with it i just I, I genuinely loved it 
it always came from the heart. I always thought the stories were big. I never manufactured anything. I, I always talked well, about something I thought we should talk about. Those, those rants, I mean, were they ever scripted or was it purely coming from the heart? Because it seemed like they're coming from the heart straight away. What was the, messy, much pre- had, the messy one? I had something I wanted. The mm-hmm. messy one, I've been cultivating that one for a bit. Mm-hmm. Because you I just you don't script anything. It, it, it. No, no, no. Maybe I well, should sometime. <laughs> I've told the story before. I've, I've mentioned this story before. World Cup 2010. World Cup tonight. We had a show. Sid and I worked closely on Dunlop as well for for a month straight. And uh, so I would coming in early in the morning. Shows being recorded at about ten at night, wasn't it? So I think it, it was late. Yeah. It was live. And I'd be preparing all day, you know, just burying myself in the lineup, you know, going over it again, over it again. Sibber rolling at about nine forty-five. Where's the rundown? Oh, there it is. And then just fucking kill the show. You, and it's like, I, I, I never you. knew how you, me, how, how you did it. How did you do it? I hate. I hate to. But you I, were, I hate you, to don't do that. give you credit. I do. You know that. <laughs> but it was like, how did he do that? Like, uh, I'm sure you did some prep beforehand, but uh, that's the way it came off. And it's no, like, but like, like, nailed it. You nailed listen, it. Man, I love you, brother. I appreciate that. But the the reality is, for that show, and Brendan knows this, and Dobby knows this, and KJ and everyone who was involved. Like, we we started doing that show. And then I won't say from who, and I don't, I don't, I don't know if you told the guys the story ever, but I'll always remember it. We're, we're like two weeks in, and because CBC had the rights, so we did the sub show, and uh, and somebody at CBC, it got back to us that somebody at CBC had said to our bosses at the score, if we knew it was going to look like this, we would have put it on CBC National, mm-hmm. like at some time, maybe not during the national, but maybe another time slot. Would you know? Maybe you move Mur- Murdoch Mysteries and give us a time slot. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was really proud. I was proud. I was proud of that show. That show was a, it was lot a great of fun. show. But again, yeah. that was that was another way where I like, like I'm a baby this way. I have to have fun in what I'm doing. Mm. I have to enjoy it. I mean, most like, human beings are like that, but few few human beings get the opportunity to have as much fun at their job as me and us. And mm-hmm. so it's 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 an easy thing to do. But I was. I'll never forget that one. They were going to put us, if they, they didn't know we were going to be good and maybe knew what the hell we were talking about occasionally, <laughs> knew how well produced it was going to be from Dobby and the guys, that they were going to put us on CBC National, which for us at the time would have been a moment. Career, this is 2010. Changing. Yeah, for sure. 2010 for all of us. Yeah. So that I'll never forget that that show. Maybe, maybe if they knew if they'd if they'd seen the uh, the little sketches you were giving KJ at the top of the show behind <laughs> my back that they wouldn't have, have thought about putting us on every show. We start the show off, and I, I'd be on camera saying, "Hey, welcome to the show." Blah blah blah. Today in the background, there's KJ and the Sid on on the, on the couches, and every every show you see Sid passing KJ a little sketch of something or some some poetry just, written. I'm not and you see KJ just melt. <laughs> It was yeah. a it was a, a line of affirmation. It was a line of affirmation. The <laughs> oh, best part hilarious. is Sherman is legit trying to deliver a live line to start the show in a cold open, and I'm trying. I'm just trying to get KJ to break every time. And he did and most KJ shows. KJ broke forty percent of the like. He was good. <laughs> KJ's yeah. KJ was tough. Forty percent of the time. But he'd be saying fun. the f- f- first break. He'd be like, Shams, have you seen what he gave me? And I'd be like, Oh my god, <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> What a terrible it wasn't image. that bad. It wasn't mostly it was ripping on Dunlop, but that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was well aware of that. Yeah, away on an island. I was the Twitter guy. This was uh, explaining that to people now, young people is hilarious. What was your I job? Know, Twitter I was, was new. Twenty ten. LeBron just made the decision. Twitter was new. Everyone's freaking out. Wow. You, well, those the are the way days, you just, boys. 
Sid, the way you described like needing to have fun in your job um, and, and that always being a priority, that's the, the beautiful thing about the score. I think in everything that everyone talks about now from the score that they loved and all the people that have gone on to do great things, that's at the core of it. Yes, what we do is, is important, but it's also, it's supposed to be fun and we love sports. Yeah. So bring that. And I so, thought, B, sorry to interrupt, but I thought you were to say footy prime. And you went back to the fucking score. I was thinking, I was thinking Footy Prime too, actually. Um, before you get prime. going though, Sid, and Sharms, this is a big question. There's two amazing Portuguese athletes on our show right now, and you know them better than Beth, better than anyone. Who is the better athlete, Dunlop or Sid Zero? Hmm. We, we had a nickname for Sid when he, when he first played indoor, and that was Sid Sexealing. Because we played indoor footy and he'd be in the back and he'd get the ball and just freaking clear it. And often it would hit the ceiling. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Two things. One, I'm a better athlete than Dunlop because unlike Dunlop, I bend my knees when I run. <laughs> and you're not people on, uh, who are going to listen to this. Sid is actually pointing at Dunlop in the right direction on the screen. So it looks really good. No. Secondly, no. now, now I'll ask Jimmy and, and, and uh, Forrest this. I put that indoor soccer team together. Now, I made the conscious decision to buy myself the captain's armband. <laughs> Charmin to this day has not let me forget. I made myself captain. Was that offside or because I'm technically also the owner? Is it okay? Yeah, I think you've looked around and saw the talent that was around you and went, I'm the best man for this job. <laughs> no, no, Jimmy, Jimmy, we're playing, it's like third division indoor beer league soccer. Like it, it doesn't get any lower than this. It's right? not correct. These are, these are old fat correct. men playing and Sid comes out with a captain's armband on. What am I supposed <laughs> to say? What am I supposed Did you to have say? Matching shirts at least? <laughs> or were you all just wearing like colored t-shirts? No, we oh, had, no, we we had, had great like, kits. Great kit. Opera kits. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, people had their socks to the knees and shin pads. Like, what are you people doing? Do you know what level were, this is? Guys were warming up and shit. It was weird. <laughs> Do you think you <laughs> think, think, uh, nothing? Brendan in a sprint? In a race? Sid? I don't know. I, no, I don't know. He's got some years on. Uh, no, so this, some years I, this is a safe I space. saw you race Ivanka Osmak, so I, I think you got every chance of Ivanka cheated. Ivanka cheated. Yeah. Ivanka yeah. cheated. But the, like the point is, he totally cheated. She totally cheated. She <laughs> left the blocks way early. Oh, <laughs> if this were the Olympics, she'd be out in the first heat. Done. Right. Qualifier. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Yeah. I think I'll I think the lap's got me in a race. I'm not going there. I'll I'm say this: the there. last time I played soccer with Sid, there was a two-on-one opportunity. You went running down the left flank, and somehow I was the person. This is like five aside on a pitch that was far too big for us to be playing five aside in one of Christian Jack's charity tournaments. And I was the one in the middle. And you could have gone for glory, and you pass it to me. And I put it into the ceiling over the goalkeeper. <laughs> and in that same tournament, I think it was in another game, I was running on the left side. The ball was was coming out to, towards me, and it didn't get to me. Someone more talented intercepted it and saw you in front of the net and crossed this ball in. And I saw you leap in the air and in slow motion with your left foot. And I don't think you're a left-footed player. Connect with this ball and score a goal that Fernard, Federico Bernardeschi would have applauded. And that, to me, is still one of the most uh, impressive athletic face. things. I've I did. His face. Honestly, I Look remember the goal. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Look at it's him. Not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Jimmy, 
right? It's not a big deal. But I'll say this, like for, like, like Bernardeski, after scoring that goal, we allowed five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we lost five. Five. Yes. Yeah. We had some CF pretty Montreal bad teams. that day took us to the woodshed after we went up two one. Um, we good times, teams. man. Good yeah, times. Yeah, Listen, I want to say terms. you guys, you guys keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I listen to you guys uh, on the regs, and I know that you guys do a bunch of live feeds now after the games, which isn't easy, but it's it's great. And um, you know, the soccer community, you know, in terms of us, it's um, I don't I don't I don't I don't know if grown is the right word, but I still think you know there's a group there's a group of us in this country that always kind of carry the flag, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you know, and most of us are here. I'm longer. I know we're just meeting. But you seem like a fine broth of a lad, Meh. and it's but it's the little things. It's like you know, broth and, and is I, great. <laughs> Jeez, but just like I think we, you know, we it's important for that, you know, to for that to be acknowledged often in Canada because it wasn't always easy in Canada, and mm-hmm. and it's the little things too. It's like seeing, you know, it's like seeing when Canada's making the the when the men are making the qualifying run, seeing charms on the road covering that and you know craig seeing you on the field after and you know on a freezing day of being like little things like that i always kind of i remember i take mental notes and it's important it's important that we remember kind of who was there when in this country and you guys have all been there and and nothing but respect to the entire room and um and keep it going you guys are doing a great job and um nothing but nothing but love Thanks, like. brother. No, Thanks, like, likewise, brother. mate. Likewise. Um, yeah. You're always welcome on this show, as you know. Um, I know you're probably due for a little nap about now, so we'll, we'll let you go. But, no uh, nap. Yeah, you, you just no naps? Yeah, you're, no naps. Is it really? That's, really? Just, you take a nap, you're not falling asleep at 930. Mm. Uh, no, 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 no. Right, it's right. a whole other thing. I made so a conscious off, decision. Off to the gym early. now, is it? Off to the gym and then a run, no, maybe? No, I'll just watch some TV. <laughs> <laughs> Champions League match day one. Perfect day to be home. Nothing to exactly. do. No. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. You Big games care. today. You All right. Care. So listen, mate. Thanks, brother. Um, you're, you're crushing it on BT. You really are. Really enjoy that. Appreciate and you guys. Uh, Appreciate we will you guys. We'll chat to you soon. Probably, uh, hopefully, well, we will before the World Cup. Well, we'll definitely. I feel like we didn't get to like again. 80% of what you wanted to get to today. Uh, that, of course I'm getting not. that this, feeling. Actually, you know what? I, I did no rundown for this show. None. Hmm. Because I knew it'd be well played. Pretty, it'd be pretty natural. <laughs> yeah, well played. <laughs> and we'll have uh, Sid Sixero unfiltered before the World Cup, hopefully again, or during the World Cup. Uh, listen, you know me. I'm I'm available. Uh, in those windows, what is it? We're five a.m., eight a.m., eleven a.m., two two p.m. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, I, Jesus. I'll have uh, I'll I'll make sure to to carve out an hour at any point for you guys. Yeah, I'm sure we don't we don't pay like BT, but we uh, we try. <laughs> Pay and love. Yeah, and laughs. Hey, listen, and we have Morris, fun. You, you and I endorse Burke. We go back a long way, man. <laughs> long way. <laughs> All right, boys. God bless. Uh, thanks, mate. That was great. Really Take care. Thanks, Sid. The, awesome. the only the All great right. Sid Six Zero. All right, boys. Well, we'll say farewell, shall we? That's a nice long show for a, a Tuesday. We're back on Wednesday mm-hmm. for the biggie. Tomorrow, we're going to do our actual Premier League preview. Like we discussed before, I want one through 20 boys, one through 20. Craig, Jimmy, I know you're not going to do that. Just wing it. B, I appreciate all the effort you put in ahead of tomorrow's show. All right, until then, keep watching the games with Fubo TV and I keep buying newspapers. Cheers, bye. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Footy, footy, it's time to get this money started tonight.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.